Welcome to Spirits and ETs. Join your hosts, Glenn and Pat, as we discuss all things alien and paranormal. Hello. Welcome to our show. I'm your host, Glenn. And I'm Pat. Today we have a very interesting show. I think you'll think it is because to me, it affected my whole life. This is about a sighting that I had many years ago. Like I said, that this thing, every time I talk about it, it makes me nervous. I, I start stuttering. I get shaky. But uh, I had a very, very, very close encounter with an alien spaceship. I won't call it a UFO because I saw it so close. <laughs> I mean, I could make out every detail about it. Anyway, I'll, I'll tell you all about how this went down. Uh, this went on in at the end of March of 1966. This is back in a time when, uh, oh, Michigan, which where I was at the time, was having a a lot of uh, 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 UFO activity, especially around the uh, Ann Arbor and Dexter area of Michigan. Uh, back then, uh, all of us, I was a teenager at the time, and like I said, I'm going to be stuttering a lot on this one because I get a little, a little, a little, a little uh, shook up when I talk about this. But anyway, I was a teenager at the time, and uh, oh, myself and two of my friends. Uh, actually, the way it went down was. There was myself and my friend went and picked up my other friend who just got off from uh, oh, an afternoon shift at a Ford plant. And we were on our way back to uh, his house to uh, drop off the other friend. Now, prior to this time, Michigan, for young kids, would uh, people, with anybody had a car, we would uh, go around look doing UFO hunting. Because so many people, you know, so many stories about how many hundreds of people were seeing these things. Of course, when we went out looking, we never saw a thing. So we kind of kind of gave up on that idea until, like I said, it wasn't our idea. <laughs> it just happened to us when we were driving back from uh, picking up the friend from work. Actually, my friend, my, my friend was driving his mother's uh Ford, uh, not Pinto, Ford uh, Fairlane, little, little, whatever it was, <laughs> little Ford thing. And uh, it was a Fairlane. A what? A Fairlane? Yeah, well, anyway, driving this car, and uh, we were coming back. We were getting close to where uh, my other friend lives to drop him off. Came around a corner, and over in a field was a. Uh, spaceship and every i don't say use the word ufo i use the word spaceship because we saw this so clear anyway this thing was just hovering about oh probably 30 40 feet up in the air if that not moving at all just hovering there it was about roughly oh, about 50 60 feet wide and it had great big partition windows on the side of it that were like frosted, like uh, like uh, opaque, where you couldn't see in. Like I said, later on, friends would always joke around and say, well, were little aliens waving at you and was, stuff like was that. Was it saucer-shaped? Actually, no, not really saucer-shaped. It had more of a, a wing shape to it. Uh, like I said, it had, it had a lot of glass on it, or a lot of, lot of window on it. It had a lot of really, really lit up. On the bottom of it, it had a... Uh, 
a glowing red sphere type thing on the bottom of it that was putting out a red glow. Uh, like I said, it was it was weird. We got a very 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 good look at it. Uh, actually, uh, to this day now, I when I talk about it again, I mentioned that uh, it actually had the shape of what would be almost like a stealth bomber does now. My thoughts on that was that we, our government, government uh, reverse engineered to come up with a stealth bomber because uh, back then in nineteen. Uh, mid-1960s, they had no uh, stealth bombers or anything even close to that or anything at all, you know, like that. So anyway, yes, it was uh, more of a uh, wing-shaped. It was, uh, like I said, made no noise whatsoever. But uh, this thing was just hovering, like I said, about 30, 40 feet in the air. And uh, my friend that was driving, he pulled into a driveway and he started... uh, flashing his uh, lights at the thing. Well, <laughs> once we started flashing his lights at it, it started moving toward us. Uh, slowly, moving slowly toward us. It came right at us and then went right over the top of us. While it went over the top of us, we had had our radio on like all teenagers had, blasting with stupid music, whatever we were listening to. But when it went over the top of us, the uh, radio went from music to pure static. Couldn't hear anything but pure static until after it cleared from being over the top of us. Anyway, it's it would move slowly, oh, started to move slowly past us. And so we backed out of the driveway and started to follow this thing. Later, we found out we weren't following it. It was leading us. I mean, <laughs> it, it went, oh, geez. Like I said, nervous laughter again coming out of me. But, uh, it uh, headed towards, uh, oh, uh, oh, we followed for about, probably seemed like forever, but it was really only about maybe five, six, seven, eight minutes. And uh, and it went over to this uh, area where there's a, oh, a big uh, park field type thing, a big park. And it went behind behind the park, behind some trees, and disappeared. So we drove around to circle around the thing to try to see it again. Couldn't see it anywhere. We thought we we thought we'd lost it, and there was no way in hell were we going to get out and walk into those woods to see <laughs> see see what was in there. But uh, anyway, we circled around and we said, "Oh well, we we can't see it. We might as well go away from here," knowing that it was probably in those woods, and there was no no like I said, no way were we going in those woods. But uh, as we're getting ready to drive away. Suddenly, the car radio started going, making that static noise again. So we're looking out the window to see if we see anything. Don't see a damn thing. So we pull over, get out of the car. The thing's about 500 feet above us, directly above us, just hovering above us. I mean, talk about having (laughs) a heart attack at 19 years old. It felt like it. We got in the car and took off, and this thing just, you can't say it chased us, because it could have caught us any time it wanted. It followed us. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> it followed us for about, oh, a good, oh, probably three or four minutes, because it wasn't that long, because we were going fast, as fast as that little the Falcon, that's what it was called, a Ford Falcon of his mother's would go, and it's a wonder he didn't blow up that 
didn't blow up that car. But anyway, uh, we got over to a four-lane highway that's called Telegraph Road that, uh, oh, it has quite a bit of traffic. And we went, went looking for a place for somewhere for refuge. And uh, we saw this about 12.30 in the morning by then. And uh, the only thing that was open was this little restaurant called Carter's Hamburgers. So we went there, got out of the car, running in. I'm hollering, there's a flying saucer chasing us. The people are looking at us like we're nuts. The, all that was in the restaurant at the time was the cook and the waitress. And like I said, it's <laughs> I got to take a drink of water. Excuse me for one second. But like I said, I get very shaky when I talk about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, the, the waitress says to us, what well, she got, she really panicked when she saw this thing <laughs> hovering up over the road. And she said, she said, I forget her exact words because I was too damn shook up to think about much. She told us, she asked us to get out of there so it will follow us away. She really did. And we said, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so the cook called the police and reported that this thing was out there. So the police come flying along with their lights on, with their with their uh, patrol lights on. And as soon as the police pulled up, the thing took off. It, 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 it just moved away, then suddenly shot right up in the sky and disappeared. So anyway... So the police, the police came in, talked to us. We later found out the police did not even file a report on it. I mean, they believed us and all that. They knew it because they saw it, but they didn't want to file a report on it because back then people were being ridiculed that made reports of it because there was idiots that were making joke reports. There was one report on the news about some, some uh, farmer in Dexter that had a UFO land in his field and the guy gave him a ham sandwich you know stupid stuff like that <laughs> back then they used to say it was swamp cast. no well that swamp cast <laughs> that swamp cast story came up later as a cover-up which was absolutely ridiculous well, the same as roswell yeah i mean it was it was it was absolutely nuts but uh anyway they they kept uh where was i about the uh Oh, 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 but the, yeah, they didn't even file a report on that. But it did get, it did hit the, uh, somebody, the, uh, I guess the waitress or somebody, somehow, or maybe they didn't file an official report. They file a, oh, uh, in their daily logs, which uh, the local newspapers picked up on, and they, uh, they wrote a story about it, and they contacted us, and we told them all about it, and it said, uh, I forget what, it was the headlines in the local paper, because like I said, that was going on everywhere. It was. It was. <laughs> it still affects me to this day. But afterwards, I, I had a uh, oh, whole lot of things go on with me. Whereas uh, I would have uh, oh uh, panic attack dreams. I mean, I'd wake up screaming and not knowing why, not knowing why whatsoever. Uh, had uh, all just a just a whole lot of different things going on. I'm trying to think what else would uh, I forget about? Uh, oh, like I said, the dreams and. Uh, Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you a big main, big main, main, main part of this. After uh, we had the sighting, all three of us, and I still do to this day, have a lump under our ear. Our, 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 Sorry, I don't know that. 
Don't say her name, please. <laughs> we got interrupted by our friendly Alexa. But anyway, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> we both <laughs> that was very good for her at what timing, huh? No. Really? <laughs> no, but seriously, all three of us have a lump underneath our ear lobe, you know, and uh one of one of uh so far, one of the persons that uh, we're involved is uh, has passed away. So far, has already passed away. Uh, the other one, he's uh, he's in another state now. And like I said, uh, I, I I was affected, really affected badly on this, to the point where, uh, like I said, I had these dreams, everything else. Now, uh, and if I, to this day, I've really wanted to have that lump removed to find out what it was but fortunately at this point in life it, i've got a little better a lot better where i don't think of it as much and uh where it doesn't uh keep me uh from uh going out at night like it used to i'm telling you i would not even go out in the dark because i'll tell you another little quick story about uh after uh after the sighting it was it was fairly close to when the time that i had to go into the service i was drafted and uh I went into service. I was an MP in the service. And on my first, my very first assignment was to go out and guard the motor pool. Excuse me, to guard, guard the ammo dump. Now, if anybody knows that doesn't know, ammo dumps uh, at military posts are always set away from the post, like out in the middle of nowhere, you know, so in case anything blew up, it would uh, not uh, hurt anybody on post. But anyway, I'm out there doing my rounds in my Jeep, and out in the woods, I see this light of a ground level, kind of zigzagging through the woods, coming towards us. It was towards me. It was myself. I was all alone. But anyway, uh, this light kept getting closer and closer, and there, my heart started beating harder and harder, and then I pulled out my weapon. I was going to shoot whatever it was if it came any closer. Yes, it started to come closer. And then suddenly, just before I shot, I noticed it was a bicycle. And there was this goofy-looking guy on the bicycle just kind of smiling. And uh, I almost shot him. I was telling Halt and all that. I mean, finally, he got the picture that I was going to shoot him. <laughs> he got out of there. I found out when I, when I got back to post that uh, his name was Bicycle Pete. He was a... This gate, the guy. He was this guy that would always just go harass the uh, harass the uh, oh uh, the whoever's on patrol. But uh, I don't know. So he he was lucky though. Uh, then other than that, I, I think that pretty much covers the whole story about the. Not really. There's more to it, but, but I'm so dry mouth and it goes on. But uh, uh, what what we will do though in the future. We'll talk more and more about any kind of thing, like if you have, you know, alien abduction, uh, ghost, uh, oh, anything like that. So if you ever, if you have anything you want to talk to us about, or if you want have questions about anything, be it paranormal or alien, let us know. You'll find that on our podcast, uh, uh, on the beginning of our podcast, we have the email address to reach us, which is. The email address is spiritsandets 
at yahoo.com. So it's S-P-I-R-I-T-S-A-N-D-E-T-S at yahoo.com. No no, no uh, explanations or punctuation or anything on there. Uh, but I said, if you can't uh, remember that, just look on the beginning of this podcast uh, and it shows uh, the ET, excuse me, <laughs> the email address. He said, I, I apologize for being a little shaky on this one, but uh, like I said, this one really gets my heart fluttering. So we, we look forward to, forward to your emails. We want to talk to you. So get, get, us in, get in touch with us. Yes, please. And so once again, uh, from both of us, uh, my name, until next time, I'm Glenn. And I'm Pat. And you have a safe, wonderful day.